Blog Talk Radio. Eastern Airlines will be taking off for New York with Eastern's Transcon four times a day. Only Eastern reserves every single seat in cabin two just for discount travelers. For a very low $149 each way on a round trip, you can fly clear across the USA. Just reserve and buy your ticket at least seven days in advance and stay a Friday night. You'll get full coach service and something more. New York. Eastern's Transcon. music uh, about once upon a long time ago and and every Monday it seems like uh, it's a good time to travel back in our mind and visit 
where we once worked uh, for a great, great, great company, Eastern Airlines. Now, our host today lined up on my producer's board. I see we have, I'm going to turn on their speaker as we go down the list and see who's with us today. George Jen, you're up there in New York. Hello, George. Hey, Neil, how are you? Yes, I am. I'm up here in New York. Well, how do you feel right now, temperature-wise? Is it nice up there? Well, its uh, I think it's about 50 degrees out, but it's a little windy today, you know. Okay. Well, let's go down to Georgia, and I see I'm going to open up uh, Al Jenkins. Al, we don't have you talking much, but uh, you're listening right now. But tell me, how is things in Atlanta, Al? Al Jenkins. Yeah, yes, Al. How's everybody? Your your weather's good there in Georgia? Oh, yeah. We're supposed to get close to 70 today. All right. Well, that's good enough. And uh, I'm going to go back up to New York, up there by George, right across the island, was, uh, George, is uh, Mike Scott. Hello, Mike, after I open your microphone. And I see it open now, so say hello. Hello, hosts and listeners, and uh, like you said, like George says, it's uh, between 50, 60 degrees, but breezy today. At least the sun's out. Okay. Well, uh, stuck between the window and uh, inside of his truck out there by his hangar is, uh, is Jim Holder. Jim, have you got that window figured out yet? I got one up and one down, so I'm okay. And it's like like Al said, it's pushing 70. There's very little wind blowing. It's just a beautiful day. There's a flock of martins here. I've been dive bumming me. I don't know where they live, but they don't like me sitting here in front of my hair in my truck. I guess. Well, <laughs> since you speak of martins, I've got a song for martins. We're going to play today, and uh, I think you'll have fun listening to it. And we have a listener from Eric Code 706. Don't know where 706 is, but can you say hello, Eric Code 706? Ah, yes. This is uh, Bill Kennedy. Bill and here Kennedy. And in Blairsville, Georgia. And it's nice outside. The sun is shining. No wind, practically no wind, 72 degrees. And oh, I'm, fine. And you're what? And I am, I'll be 83 uh, next month. Well, we got an octogenarian show today because I think everybody with us is just about 80 years old or in our 80s, Bill. And you're real close to uh, yeah. my little brother's got a home up there in Blairsville. Uh, no, he's in Blue Ridge, Georgia, right next to you, I guess. Blue Ridge, not too oh, far Oh, yes, from just it. right down the road there. Very good. And uh, you were with Eastern, Bill? Uh, yes, I was with Eastern from January the 10th, 1964, and in 89, and yeah. then I got recalled, and... Went through school down at Miami, and then I went out on one trip on a layover in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and when they they shut her down. And shut her we down. we ferried the airplane back to Miami and then got on uh, Delta and come back to Atlanta. 
Very good. Okay. Well, uh, those are on my panel right now. Of course, we've got listeners around the world, and most of our listeners are listening to us on their computer, and or either they pick it up uh, during the week sometime, and uh, just by going to our website, and that's the EAL Radio Show, or either blogtalkradio.com and uh, forward slash Captain Eddie, and all of our broadcasts are there archived. Latest one all the way back to uh, 11 years, almost 11 years ago. So uh, you can listen to any of our shows. We've changed the names of them from time to time, but we're in our 11th uh, in our 11th year now. No, 10, 10 and a half years, I guess, would be the honest way of putting it. But uh, keeping the name Eastern Airlines alive and well remembered uh, are many organizations that uh, have, were founded for that purpose alone. And, of course, to keep the Eastern family together with one another. And that was the purpose of so many of them. And we just want to highlight some of them that uh, we will talk about today during our show. Among these are the Silverliners and the Silverliners International. And that's one of the oldest ones. It's uh, 65 years ago. Uh, three remarkable women, uh, flight attendants, sat down or met in New York to talk about their flying days and one thing led to another and they said hey this is a pretty neat idea um, wonder if we can uh, have this regularly and and as the uh, as it happened the silver liners were born and uh, 2019 they celebrated their 65th anniversary so yeah they're 65 let's see how many years is that two more years so 20 uh, 67 years ago and uh they uh they are they raise funds and and uh support different organizations and um a great organization and so uh, uh two of the pilots on this show right now mike uh, scott and myself just recently joined as affiliate members and uh, i got my little my little card and George, uh, mike i think you got your card too didn't you i did yes <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Brenda Chabot, who is the editor of the magazine, promises that we'll receive a, a beautiful magazine about what's happened, I guess, over the past year. So I'm looking forward to receiving that. And you also receive an annual directory uh, if you become a member. So it's not hard to join the organization. And as an affiliate member, you don't have to be a flight attendant. But uh, as an affiliate member, you get all those. You just can't vote. And the same thing with REPA, which we'll talk to and Jim about that in just a few minutes. But a uh, great organization, and um, we have close connections on the radio show with the Silverliners supporting them any way we can. Of course, a lot of us joined the EARA, the Eastern Airlines Retiree Association, uh, when uh, – when that sometimes even either uh, when you were working or either after you retired and that's when I joined the organization after I retired and that's what it was for it was for retirees and they put put out a newspaper I think for a while they were putting it out monthly we were receiving it every month and then they did it every two months toward the end um, of their existence and then they went out of business back about two years ago, and Michael Zoll was the president when it folded. But uh, 
there is a Eastern Airlines Retiree Association website, uh, not a website, but a Facebook that uh, has a presence now. And uh, you can go to the Facebook and just type in Eastern Airlines Retiree Association and uh, webs, uh, not a website, but a Facebook presence will pop up on your screen and and um, you can join that. And there are so many. Silverliners have their own uh, Facebook uh, and website. Uh, the Retired Eastern Pilots Association uh, is about 50 years old now in September, and I got Jim Holder out there. He's in his truck. Let's see if he can tell us a little bit about uh, the reunion, reunions coming up and a little bit about uh, REPA. Uh, Jim, can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can hear you fine. Uh, Silver Falcons, you know, last year we had the Sunset Convention, and that Silver Falcons went out of business January the 1st and had a wonderful uh, reunion uh, uh, convention over at Auburn. Now, REPA, we had the falling off. You know, everybody's getting old, couldn't travel around and all that. And we had our last convention about three years ago. And then after that, it was three nights. After that, we had a reunion, and uh, that was two nights. And both of them were in the uh, North Atlanta, uh, Kennesaw area. And we didn't have one last year for obvious reasons. And we're thinking about having another one sometime in August, September, somewhere along in there. And so far, uh, all been just thinking about it. I don't think anything definite's been set up. Johnny Steinmetz is the president, and he's the one that makes the decisions along with the board. I used to be on the board. I was on the board of both Reaper and the Silver Falcons, uh, same like forever. And uh, But now I'm just Jim Holder member. <laughs> okay, Jim Holder member. Well, let's see who got the last piece of chicken at the table before I tell you about some of the great activities some of these organizations are doing. Let's see if you ask an adult one. old as I am what growed up in the country, we were taught some manners when we were youngin'. We had manners, I'll tell you now. Never ever would you be caught taking the last piece of chicken off of the plate or the last biscuit. Now you'd sit there and want it some kind of bad. <laughs> but you knowed better than to take it off of the plate. I finished supper one evening and went over to the Ledbetter house, and they was eating supper. And they was all sitting around the table there, Marcel and Claude and New Jean and Aunt Pet Ledbetter, Mrs. Ledbetter, as everybody affectionately called her, and they called Mr. Ledbetter Uncle Versy. Well, they was all sitting around the table, and there's one piece of chicken left right in the middle of the platter. And all of them was sitting there looking at it. <laughs> A wind come up and blowed the lamp out. <laughs> and you could hear Uncle Versus scream just like lightning had struck him. And Aunt Pet jumped up and finally got the lamp lit, and there was five forks sticking in the back of Uncle Versus' hand. <laughs> yes, sir. That's the story. So... <laughs> Always fun to listen to Jerry Clower. Yeah, whether it was in the air or uh, doing it now by 
getting on your browser and looking up Jerry Clower and his, his great, great stories. <laughs> now, you know, these organizations that we just talked about, um, uh, most of them not only get together frequently, like the uh, Silverliners, uh, most of them have chapters. Uh, and uh, the Silverliners, by the way, now has changed over to international. They were national, which represented the eastern flight attendants, but they uh, now have members uh, in the Silverliners from 50 different airlines around the country. And um, so one of the things that uh, the Retired Eastern Pilots Association did back in 2003 uh, with uh, Captain Gene Casadabon as the president of the organization uh, told about uh, what his uh, mission was during his year as president of the retired Eastern REPA, let's call it REPA, shorten it down here, and what his mission was, and that was to establish a scholarship for aviation students in college. And, um, and he started out with uh, having a fund that uh, had uh, gone out of business. There were no survivors left, and and they didn't know what to do with the money, and there was about $9,000 left. And Gene suggested that uh, it be used uh, with uh, education, in education. So the organization that had that fund set up agreed to allow Gene to start uh, the scholarship for aviation students. Now on that four first board of directors was myself and Hal Nord and um, of course Gene Casadabon uh, Gene and Gene Stevens and Whitey John and there were about seven of us. Uh, all of them have passed away now, uh, including the founder, Gene Casadabon. I'm the only living uh, committee member and I was vice president at the time so I've kind of taken over the scholarship uh, information that is sent to me by the organization that we put in motion to take care of the scholarship and try to increase the funds by e either gifts, donations, or either uh, anyone wanting to put it in their will, they could do that. And so I'm just going to tell you about that fund and how it how successful it has been. First of all, uh, Hal Nord, Captain Hal, Hal Nord, who passed away about three years ago, myself <clears throat> visited the campuses of Embry Riddle University, Daytona Beach, and also Auburn University at Auburn, Alabama. And um, after visiting both and talking to both uh, organizations about how a scholarship fund would be managed by and and what we wanted to see accomplished by the money uh, we chose Auburn University because they had a great program uh, and we liked it and so we turned over the money that we had at the time which I think at that time was about fifteen thousand dollars it had grown a little bit from members contributing uh, gifts by checks and we would send them to Auburn so from that point on it has grown and since then over 15 years ago we have um, 
given two scholarships, the, the Scholarship Foundation, Eastern Airlines uh, Pilots Association has given two scholarships a year to a junior or a senior that was taking an aviation course, aerospace engineering or the professional pilot course that was offered at Auburn. And um, they have managed it extremely well. And I just wanted to read off a little bit about what the funds have done. And folks that they, they told us that once this fund was established and the investments, which they could assure us pretty much that along with Coca-Cola and Delta Airlines and some of the Fortune 500 companies, that they managed their endowments for uh, student uh, scholarships, that ours would never, never die. It would always be there. We like that, and so the name of Eastern Airlines is going to be uh, on the Auburn campus and uh, among aviation students uh, 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 way after we have have left this planet. And um, it has grown very, very nicely. We have our own website, and let me just tell you that in um, 2017, in 2017, our fund uh, was uh, $82,000. Now, remember, we started in 2003 and uh, at 82000 at uh, 2017. And today's market value, after giving scholarships to students over the years, is now 123000 So it's growing. They are managing the funds that uh, we have put uh, there to be managed and to continue giving scholarships to juniors or seniors in aviation. A great, great idea that uh, Captain Gene Casadaban came up with to keep the name of Eastern Airlines around for forever, as far as we're concerned. And organizations like the Silverliners have done similar projects. They have They've uh, supported children with their Christmas program. When the airline was flying, they'd take them around the, the airport and almost like they were flying up to the North Pole. And then they have another uh, mission of, uh, or program that's called the Hole in the Wall Gang. We'll have to get Brenda to talk about some of these on our Monday night show. And uh, so the Silverliners had different programs and so money is well spent by these organizations over the years to support Eastern Airlines. And uh, so any uh, thoughts from our host that are on my board here about that, I'll shut up and listen to you guys and then put on another record or two. We need more contributions. There you go. <laughs> 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 or, or, hey, uh, Jim Holder, can you still join REPA today? Can a person join REPA? I would surely think they can, yes. It's still, uh, still there. We've suspended the dues for this year and last year, too. So it's be a free run, I guess. Uh, I'm not an officer. I was on the board 19 years, but now I'm, I'm just uh, one of the members. So I don't know, but I feel sure you can... We can put you on the roster if you want to and send you a bunch of stuff. 
I don't have any more repartee magazines. Uh, I quit doing that a couple of years ago, but uh, I can send you a couple of newsletters, newsletters that I did for two years. By the way, question, you said that you were the only surviving member of the original board. Are you telling me that Gene Stevens has died? I did not know that. Well, Gene, Gene removed himself from the board when uh, he became he he went out as president of the organization. So Gene wasn't with us. Uh, uh, we we included Whitey John. I think took his place on the board. Uh-huh. So uh, Gene had left. Uh, I think a year after uh, he he was a president the very next year that Gene Casadabon was president. And so that's why he was on the REPA Foundation. We call it the REPA, REPA Foundation, mm-hmm. I think is what it was originally called, until it was renamed the REPA Eastern, Eastern Pilots Scholarship Foundation. Well, well, actually, I followed Gene Casadabon as president in 04. Gene okay, had been mate. there like, oh, yeah, like uh, 01, I think. But okay. I have tried to find out if he's still alive, and nobody has any any idea if he is or not. I've done the search on the you know uh, internet, and I cannot find that he's gone. Mm. He's a you know he was on the uh, to get off the subject a little bit. He was on the battleship Missouri when the Japanese signed the surrender in Tokyo Bay. Did you ever know that he was an oligarch? I did not know that. Yes, he was pulled out of combat, and, and everybody had to be six feet or taller. He said he was six one, so he was there. He saw history. Good guy. I really like Gene. I yeah, mean, you go Gene back was to your a, show now. Well, he was a great guy. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a thought there, but it's quickly disappeared. I'm so, sorry. I didn't mean to cut your memory. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to play another record right now so I can see if I can recall that thought. Hit the CRS okay. button. Yeah, here you okay. go. How about let's let's listen to a little Ray Stevens, okay? All right. So I said to myself, hey, listen, Seth, you ought to get on an airplane, go first class, you see. Now, we hadn't been on a plane in years, not because of any flying fears. We just hadn't wanted to get any place further than a tank of gas. So I made reservations and packed one bag, and Charlene packed everything she could drag, and we took a cab to the passenger drop-off zone. Then I gave them our tickets and showed them ID so that they could be sure it is her and me. But then at security, you won't believe what all that went on. Well, the skies just ain't friendly anymore since flying became a contact sport. You take off your coat and belt your shoes, but that's not all they make you lose. No, the skies just ain't friendly anymore. Well, I took off my shoes and rings and watch, and the guy said, I need to check your crotch, and I'll need to see those liquid toiletries. <laughs> and he gave me a grope and a squeeze and a pat, and I tell you, friends, when I go to the vet, they treat my old bird dog with more dignity. 
Yeah, and there's a woman in line in front of my wife, and I never seen nothing like it in my life. A guy grabbed hold of her like it was her honeymoon. Oh. If he touches me like he touched her, Charlene said, he'll buy me dinner first, and then we'll have to get us a motel room. Oh, the sky just ain't friendly anymore. Well, I retrieved her luggage and rented the car and said, Self, Philadelphia ain't that far that I have to be subjected to all this mess. Yeah, but as I was leaving, I saw Charlene on her third trip through the body screen. <laughs> Takes all kinds to make up this world, I guess. Now I only pray that some son of depravity don't hide TNT in a body cavity Cause imagine then what they'll put us through huh. Yeah, and Obama, Nancy, Harry, and Hillary would probably say Well, what's the big mystery? Just let them eat cake and fly private jets like we do Well, the sky just ain't friendly anymore Since flying became a contact score Anymore. You know, when you think about it, those TSA folks probably don't like it any more than we do. Well, some of them might like it a whole lot. <laughs> uh, well, I guess it's don't ask, don't tell. Uh, I was just thinking about opting for a full-body x-ray scan, but to tell you the truth, I just don't look good naked anymore. <laughs> yeah, but Charlene, she got extra copies of hers. Says she's gonna use them on next year's Christmas cards. <laughs> yeah, she's been through so many times we don't need a nightlight anymore. <laughs> she got her part-time job down there at the lighthouse. I know what I'm gonna get her for her birthday. A shade. <laughs> a big shade. <laughs> Ray Stevens. <laughs> yeah, Ray Stevens and Jerry Clower can't beat the two of them. You know, I yeah. looked for some stuff from Jonathan Winters. You remember Jonathan Winters? How could we and, forget uh, him? Yeah, and uh, Red Skelton, they used to do. And then Foster Brooks, of course, is a classic with Dean Martin, is the drunk pilot. Yeah. And uh, I know what I was thinking about before I played that record, and it was uh, Jim talking about joining uh, organization. The Retired Eastern Pilots Association has a website, and it's repaonline.com. Very simple. R-E-P-A online.com. And there and you I'm can the find. webmaster. And Jim's a webmaster. I don't know nothing about being a webmaster, but I am one. <laughs> Well, you've done a good job since I passed the torch over to you. I remember reserving that name uh, because back in 2002 or three, I was the editor of the magazine. I decided that, uh, you know, everything is going to go uh, on the Internet instead of being printed. 
And a lot of things are now only offered on the Internet, and they've discontinued printing magazines and things like that. So uh, we quickly uh, secured the domain of REPA Online. And um, uh, it was fun to manage for a while until Jim came along, and Jim did a good, great job, changed, changed the appearance altogether of it. And um, at, on that website, we had the obituary memorial in memoriam that uh, over the years the eastern pilots uh, were reported in the magazines but uh, they were all put in on the website and you can go back to the very beginning and there you'll see the the uh, obituary not the obituary but the death date of the pilots through the years and of course now we've got uh, REPA has put the plaques on the walls at the Hartsfield Terminal. What do they call Atlanta Airport nowadays? Hartsfield or Atlanta uh, International? Hartsfield, I don't know. It's about ten Jack words, I think. Jackson, Hartsfield, Hartsfield or whatever. International but, uh, Airport. Yeah. All the Eastern pilots are shown in bron on bronze tablets that are fastened to the wall there and the North Terminal, I believe it is, and we've talked about that. And and uh, the Silverliners also have a website, Silverliners.com. I believe you can just type in your browser, Silverliners, Eastern Silverliners, and it'll come up, the uh, website there. And, and on these websites, you can find a application for membership, and if you're not a pilot or a flight attendant or I'm sure a reservationist if they have uh, a similar organization that you can join and uh, uh, Bill Miller are you still with us up there and I think it was Bill Miller up there in Blairsville Georgia Bill Kennedy, Kennedy. Bill Kennedy. Kennedy. I don't know why yeah, I'm thinking Okay, see, okay. Uh, were you a member of any of these organizations? I'm sure you probably were a member of EARA, weren't you? Uh, yes, I I think I joined just about every organization <laughs> that there was. Yeah. And, too many and, uh, to remember. There you go. And Al Jenkins, you too probably remember one of those organizations. Well, I hear a lot of wind blowing through Jim's windshield there. <laughs> Bill, it's getting a little warm up here. I, I'm appreciating this little breeze I'm getting now. Well, I want to talk to George Jen a little bit. I haven't heard much from George Jen. George, uh, you, you finished your book, right? Uh, uh, which one? <laughs> well, the flying too close to the – well, it's been finished, but you've – Re-edited and it's being being published again. When is the uh, when is the uh, date that it's going to be open? Uh, May six. For purchase. May six. Be, uh, yes, it'll it'll be on um, Amazon. It'll be on Barnes and Noble website and uh, Black Rose Writing and uh, I don't know what others, but uh, you know, it'll be in a lot of the bookstores. 
we're trying to get it into um, what, what what are those um, bookstores in the in the airport called uh, uh, Hudson Hudson Books? Trying to get it in there. So uh, you know, hopefully it'll be uh, it'll be successful. You know, George, can you give us a little uh, thumbnail about what that book is about? Just kind of give us a teaser. Sure, I could do it, uh, but I don't want to screw it up. But just <laughs> well, tell us. It's, as you know, Neil, it's about a robbery, a kind of a unique one, and uh, well, and it involves uh, air crew. That's about all I'd be uh, willing to say. You know, <laughs> I would and, say and a, a, more. <laughs> a, a woman, a woman captain. Yeah, a pretty you know, captain. Uh, Neil, I bought that book. And he sent me a signed copy, uh, George did, and it's an excellent book. I recommend everybody get that copy. I don't know how much he changed it in this uh, reissuing, but it was almost could didn't need to be proved improved on at all, I think. Well, I, there were certain things uh, that I had to remove from it. Uh, just It was just a couple of, uh, you know, the, 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 the basic story is still there the way you remember it, Jim, and uh, appreciate the kind words. Mike, when is when is your book coming out? Mine? I don't have, I don't have any book. <laughs> I made a short story. It's, it's one page. That's it. And it's so thin it only has one side. What does it say, the beginning? And at the bottom it says the end. Yeah, that's like my son used to say. He wanted. To, he said he, he was going to write a book, and he says, uh, "What was gonna, what's it going to be about?" He says, "Once it was a little boy, and that's all." <laughs> <laughs> well, Neil, no you books know, for I this know, guy. I don't know if I told you about it or not, but I have another book that'll be uh, coming out right around the end of the year, and uh, that's a memoir. And uh, anyway. I'll just leave it at that for now, okay? Okay, and of course, George wrote the great book about Eastern going out of business and uh, final destination disaster. And what's the what's the subtitle on it? What really happened to Eastern Airlines? Yeah, yeah. And if you haven't read that book, you really missed. Uh, a great, great book about Eastern Airlines and how it all came to an end. And also uh, the story about the 727 that crashed into Mount Ilimani, which is, um, a, I'm not going to say any more about what's happening there, George. And uh, But uh, that that's a great accounting for the crew and the passengers that perished when they crashed at the 19,000 feet, um, which the, the, I think the mountain was right at the 20,000-foot level, and they crashed, I think, a, as best I can recall, around 19,000 feet. And the airplane is still there, and the bodies haven't no, it, been it, recovered. It, it's, it's not there. It, it's down around... 16,000 feet now by the action of uh, the glaciers and the avalanches. Oh, okay, okay. So, some of it is still up at the higher altitude, but a lot of it has descended. 
Georgia first wanted to read read that book. Where can they where can they buy that book? And I said it's got to be a read for every Eastern employee. It really has to be. But how can you get that book now? It's still out there, well, isn't it's, it? It's, it's, yeah, it's it's available on uh, Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble, and uh, on the publisher website. Okay. All right. Well, I've got uh, a a Martin. Jim Holder mentioned the Martin birds out there. Well, Eastern Airlines had some Martin birds also, and um, here's a little song about the Martin birds that were flown by Southern, Eastern, and so many of the airlines. Time you make Atlanta, your bottom will be sore from riding on that Southern Airways Martin 404. From the Great Atlanta Airport to the Mississippi shore, the Augustan and Columbus through the thunderstorms you'll soar. If you're looking for excitement, well you can hardly ask for more than a flight from there to Memphis on a Martin 1952, and they served Eastern uh, really well, and then later on they were replaced in 1958 by the Convair 440. Uh, any of you guys ever fly the Martin 404? I never did, but I flew the Convair hey, 440. Yeah, the Martins were gone when me and uh, Bill Kennedy came along. I've been yeah. on them, but I never flew in them. Yeah, they they really looked a lot like the Convair, 
Yeah, they and did. That was a uh, also a, they made the 202, and then of course it was the 404 or the Martin. And that was a dual type rating, like a 7576 or yeah. 70720, and the other one was the uh, the Convair. You know, when you had uh, one rating for one, you got a Convair. Uh, 240, 340, and 440 rating. All three ratings are for one shot. <laughs> you know, Mike, uh, when I first came with Eastern, that was the airplane that I got my initial training on and flew for about, uh, oh, a year and a half, I guess, until going on the Electra as a flight engineer. And um, I thought to myself when I was on that airplane, I love the airplane, the flying, the number of stops that we made, you know, like about 12, 15 of them all the way from Washington, D.C. to Miami. We'd stop at every airport, going south and every airport, going north, it seemed like. And I just thought to myself, boy, if I could just ever check out on this airplane, I would be content for the rest of my career with Eastern Airlines. Yeah. And it was a fun airplane to fly, the Convair was. Yeah. And from what I understand about the Martin, it was uh, it was the same. And I remember Gene Stevens. We're talking about Gene Stevens, Jim Holder, and I believe he was a first officer on the Martin that lost a part of the wingtip due to a mid-air collision. And uh, I'll have to re- find that story and perhaps do it on the uh, radio show. I think we've done it in yeah. the past. I think that was uh, was a picture of that uh, on the cover yeah. of one of those Silver Falcon magazines from back yeah. in the and, 50s or 60s, yeah. And in repartee, yeah. We uh, put it in there, the whole story. Yeah. I think I was the editor right. when it was included. Yes, but, you guys uh, did. A great, great, great airplane, I guess. And Eastern had some wonderful airplanes during its history. What was your favorite airplane, Al Jenkins? Seven twenty-seven. Seven two seven. I agree with that? that. Why is that? <laughs> Just love to work on it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. And Bill Kennedy, what was your favorite airplane? I would have to say the DC nine. Okay. Now, did you fly the DC-9? Were you were you a pilot? Do you were in maintenance? What 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 did you do? Yeah, I flew the DC-9 as co-pilot for almost ten years, and then I flew it for captain on the DC-9 for almost three years. Well, and then I swapped over to the 727. Well, the that must that that has to be your your favorite airplane. Lord knows how many hours you got in the DC nine. Ah sure uh, yes, know. as a matter of fact, I applied for overseas to uh, this airline in in West Germany that was subsidiary of Lufthansa, and I sent my resume, and they said, well. That classes was already filled for that spring, for they had and openings in that fall, and they were very nice to me. They sent a letter and said they were very disappointed to hear from that I didn't 
fill out an application for that fall. And so I, meantime, I had gotten another job. And so my wife said, no, you're not going overseas. You've got to stay here in the States somewhere. And I said, well, okay. And so I had a number of different jobs. And I was... I worked at construction, and I worked at uh, uh, with Carolina Freight loading tractor trailers, and then finally I said, and then I got a job with another carrier, and then I flew for them for just shy of ten years, and then here comes nine eleven, and then they got rid of the three-man crews. Well, I say three-man. may as well say three-person crews. And so then I was over 60, and so they retired all of the three-person airplanes. And so my last uh, job was as a flight engineer on the 727. And so when they retired that airplane, I had no other option but to retire and I was about 61, 62 years old. Okay, well, uh, we all tried to stay in as long as we could uh, after Eastern went out of business and doing something in aviation, it seems. And uh, George Jen and Mike Scott, I don't know, Mike, I guess you sent me this little story about once the wings go on. Can I read that now? <laughs> sure, I came from George, yeah. Yeah. All right. George, I'm going to read this uh, story. It's only a few paragraphs, three paragraphs as I look at it. And it goes like this. Once the wings go on, they never come off, whether they can be seen or not. They fuse to the soul through adversity, fear, and adrenaline, and no one who has ever worn them with pride, integrity, and guts can ever sleep through the call of the wow that wafts through the bedroom windows in the deep of night. When a good flyer leaves the job and retires, many are jealous, some are pleased, and yet others who may have already retired wonder. We wonder if he knows what he is leaving behind because we already know. We know, for example, that after a lifetime of precious camaraderie and few experience, it will remain as a longing for those past times. We know in the world of flying, there is a fellowship which lasts long after the flight suits are hung up in the back of the closet. We even know if he throws them away. They will be on with every step and breath that remains in his life. We also know how the very bearing of the man speaks of what he was and in his heart still is. Because we flew, we envy no man on earth. That was written by an author unknown. 
Amen. But it sums it up. Uh, they all and uh, George and uh, Jim Holder and Mike and and Al Jenkins. It sums it up pretty well. And aviation it is sure that. does. Whether it's maintenance or whether it's flying, it, it gets in your blood. In other words, George. Yeah, it sure does, Neil. I mean, I, I bet you that just about everyone who's on the show tonight or who's listening who flew, uh, many a night uh, we dream about it. I know I do, and uh, but it never seems to come to fruition anymore. Either I get up to the cruise schedule window and they say, no, you're too old, or uh, I wake up before the flight takes off or whatever. But you never get airborne once again. At least I don't. I don't know if any of uh, our listeners or any of our hosts do. Well, you know, I have. Go ahead, Mike. I said, told George, you got to drink more. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, my dreams about that, uh, I too have dreams like. just not every night, but uh, so often I have dreams. But my dreams are I'm flying the airplane and or either I'm late for my trip and I can't find my hat, I can't find my tie, I can't find, and I'm sure you guys have had similar dreams. Matter of fact, we did a show on dreams alone uh, a few years back, but I was always taxing the airplane in in, uh, areas that uh, were going uphill and downhill. And there were trees in the way, and I often wondered how my wingtips were clearing the trees <laughs> besides mm-hmm. the edge of the runways. Have you ever had dreams like that? I have. I have. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. I have you, want, you, you go through, and you know it won't fit through, but you get on the other yeah. side, the wings are still yeah. there. <laughs> there they are. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, well. It's fun talking about airplanes. It's fun talking about Eastern Airlines and uh, the talk that we do every Monday. It's it's fun doing this. It really is. But, um, well, uh, I think we're just about finished out for today. Let's save a little bit for next Monday when, once again, we uh, visit Eastern. Uh, we go back and to those days and once upon a long time ago. And um, I'm going to sign off. Anybody have anything else to say? I want to welcome Bill to the show. Bill, just the first time you showed Hi. up on my board. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it, and I will certainly make it a point to be here at the same place, same station, as they say, <laughs> next week. I guarantee you. I really enjoyed it. Well, thanks so much. We'll have you putting in your two cents as well. So, uh, and Al, it's always a pleasure having Al Jenkins of Atlanta uh, to uh, come and share our producer's board and be on the show. And uh, if you guys have got some great stories, we want to hear them. That's what we talk about. You know, we don't, we we can't read too much about what's happening. Uh, what happened in the old days in the newspapers, like we used to get in the EARA newspaper, uh, keep, uh, Keeping in Touch. I think that was the name of it, Keeping in Touch. And uh, REPA Magazine, and uh, I guess the Silverliners now with Brenda as the editor is putting out information and stories by the Silverliners, the flight attendants. But 
now she's including airlines, 50 airlines from around the world, different airlines. So it might be fun to join that organization and read some of the stories that are being told by the flight attendants, perhaps about the flight crews they flew up the, up on the flight deck. So uh, <laughs> but at any rate, you can listen here every Monday at 1 o'clock and hear some of the stories that uh, we talk about and we share. And it's fun doing you it. You got to hear that engine running, Neil? No, no. Turn the volume up a little bit, Jim, of that engine. <laughs> hey, Neil, that's an airplane, you know, that's an Neil, airplane you know, that, that is that. Retired Delta pilot built this airplane. Took him two years as a steerman. Okay, he, very good. I used to own one. And he's, taxing, and he's taxing north on the runway now, but I don't think he's going to take off because it hadn't got a cowling on it, you know. But he built <laughs> no. that airplane. Two years. He's out the engine's never flown either. Okay. I don't know if y'all could hear it or not. He was running up about 300 feet from me. Okay, very good. I'm glad that you, uh, you're in the airport environment. That's what we want in the background here. George, yeah, Jen, you had a thought you were going to talk about? Yeah, Neil, I just was wondering, you know, that information on old D.B. Cooper I thought was pretty interesting. Maybe we should discuss that either on – this show or the uh, new aviation show, you know? You know, that's a great subject. I think we can do that uh, during the uh, Thursday show. As a matter of fact, I'm glad you mentioned that, but we do have some uh, a story that George found that uh, really makes sense about D.B. Cooper, even though the FBI, I believe, George, if I'm, uh, if I'm you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the FBI says the mystery has been solved. I, I don't know about that. I don't think so. I don't know about but, that either. Uh, yeah, I don't think so, Neil. But yeah. I got a call from a friend of mine from U.S. Air who knew the guy who was referenced in that story, and he said it's all true. He was a, he was a fellow, uh, this guy, this mysterious guy who they think was D.B. Cooper, he was his neighbor down there in Florida. Okay. Well, yeah. I tell you what, I've got pretty much the Thursday evening show uh, formatted and got the subject. So let's hold off until two weeks, uh, the week after this coming Thursday. And let's do that sure. D.B. Cooper show because it's so interesting. And uh, we've yeah. done a show just about every year on D.B. Cooper over the 10 years that uh, we've had the show here at the anniversary of that, uh, of that Northwest airlines story and DB Cooper, we've done that show and we even performed a skit on it. Somebody played the part of DB Cooper. I forgot who it was, but he did a good job. And uh, we'll, we'll do that two Thursdays from now. Very good. Whoever solved the DB Cooper mystery walks away with all the money. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you still have the uh, the original story, Neil, that was forwarded to you? Yeah, I still have it. Yep. Okay. Sure. Yeah, because there there are some really good points in there, you know. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> it was written by someone we I think we tried to research as to how we could contact the author of that story, and, and we couldn't find anything. Uh, any way of contacting him because there was no, it's just his name that he had written the article. Yeah, I, I, I tried the same thing 
unsuccessfully, but we shall see. Okay, very good. Well, guys, let's sign it, uh, sign off right now and let old uh, Merle Haggard sing us out of here. We'll see you guys next Monday, okay, I hope. You can tell the new right. listeners about Boom Boom next time. Oh, yeah, there's so many stories out there. <laughs> we'll see you on Silver Wings. Here we come. Merle, take it away. next Monday if you can uh, come back to see us I sure will I will make every effort as I guarantee you as Festus Hagen would say on Gunsmoke there you go <laughs> and Mike always great uh, having you on the show you're part of it Alrighty, we, well, can't, hope, we hope, can't do hope the show without the, you <laughs> I, hope, I hope Jim got his, his, his dashboard armor rolled I do too alright <laughs> That's it. Merle has okay. finished his song. We'll see you. Okay, now, adios. <laughs>